when you're raising money in Silicon Valley, you're competing with some of the best entrepreneurs in the world. You're competing with the best startups and the best ideas and people are trying to cure cancer and they're trying to go to space and they're trying to like do all these crazy things. And here you come with your little idea about football and people don't know anything about football in the United States. And it's, it's daunting. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Halftime Snacks podcast, a place where we snack about interesting topics in sports, business, technology, and everything in between. Let's get to it! Today's halftime snack, we have an extraordinary guest. She's an Argentinian entrepreneur who's building the future of soccer talent scouting. And she's also an advocate for gender equality in sports. She has experience working and building her own sports agency. And she's been a public speaker at numerous international sports business events. Today, she's the co-founder of Gloria, a video-based platform where players can share their talents and get discovered. Reddit's co-founder, Alexis Ohanian, is actually one of the few investors betting on her mission to revolutionize the sports industry. It is my honor and pleasure to host such an icon of the sports industry in today's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Victoire Kojevina. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. What an introduction. It's great to have you on the show today. Thank you for taking the time to have a conversation. And... While I was preparing for this conversation, I was very impressed with your background. I would love to start by asking you about it. I'd like to know, how did you first get involved in the sports business? What was the process of becoming a sports tech entrepreneur? Oh, wow. That's my entire life there. I've been a football fan my entire life. I grew up going to a stadium. My brother used to be a hooligan. So I, I was really, you know, kind of brought up in, in, in a world where football was everything. Um, as you said, I'm Argentinian and I'm sure that you can relate with that. Um, but I ended up start working in the industry because of my mother. Uh, she's a FIFA agent. She's still working. She's probably one of the, the most powerful women in the sport right now. Um, and she invited me onto, onto her own, you know, journey of building an agency that would cater to Latin American players coming into the MLS. Uh, that was about seven, eight years ago. And, and it was really life changing for me, as you can imagine. Um, I fell in love with the industry and I decided that this was, you know, what my life was about. Um, and in the middle of, you know, building the, the agency and working with all these amazing players, I started realizing that there was a very big opportunity in, in the tech space uh, in football. And, and I became obsessed with it. I would read everything and anything that was online about it. I, I started interviewing people uh, and trying to understand why, you know, football had had such an immense impact offline and how that was not translated online. So, so that's really how I started Gloria. It was out of curiosity. Wow, it seems like you've really been breeding football and sports for a long time. And it also sounds like you have the spirit of an entrepreneur and you're passionate about sports, about business and about technology, which is something I really love. I'm intrigued in knowing about your experience as a woman in a mostly male-dominated sport. 
What are some of the biggest challenges that any woman faces if she wants to work in the sports industry? I think that the the reason why I've, I've I've made myself a place in this industry is because I never cared for my gender. I never thought of myself, oh, I'm a woman walking into, you know, and I think that that's something my mother instilled in me. She will walk into any room and she would behave like a man if she needs to. Um, but I think, you know, looking back and, and kind of trying to understand what were the biggest challenges that I had to overcome, I would say that it ended up being an advantage. Uh, so when you walk into a room where it's mostly filled with men, they will underestimate you every single time. They will think that you don't know enough, that, uh, you're not prepared, that, you know, they'll know better than you. So it's very easy to kind of surprise them and, and to kind of get a great first impression from them. And I think that's an advantage because you just go in, uh, and no one is expecting too much from you. Um, a lot of women will probably like cringe at what I'm saying, but you know, you have to take what you have. And, and, and to me, that's, that's it. It also seems like times are changing. New opportunities are being opened for women, both inside and outside the playing field, which is kind of like a progress. And it also sounds like for me, I think the industry needs more people like you who can represent and show a different side of sports. It's interesting how you mention it. And You know, throughout history, great innovators have in common that they all have a critical point in their lives that inspired them to then create their innovation. I'd love to know, Victoire, what was your key experience that inspired you to move to the Silicon Valley to create Gloria? There were many moments. Um, I, I first decided to build Gloria because I had seen way too many players come through my office, on the phone, through email, that were incredibly talented players that didn't make it. Uh, and, and I thought it was so unfair, right? And I kind of connected with them on a level that's very human. I'm not a player myself. Unfortunately, I grew up in countries like France, Greece, Argentina, where women didn't play back then. Now it's changing. Um, but it was... I, I could feel, you know, what they felt, which was that nobody was seeing them for what they were, for the talent they had, for all the hard work they were putting in. And I think at a human level, maybe even you can relate to that. And there's always a point in our lives where we don't feel seen. So to me that it was kind of too many calls, too many emails, too many cases of amazing players that weren't getting the opportunities they deserved. So that was definitely the first thing that inspired me. And then I would say the second thing, and I, I love this, this is one of my favorite stories and probably one of the highlights of my careers, but I ended up going to the World Cup in Russia in 2018. Um, and we were invited by FIFA to kind of celebrate our work in the industry. My mother and I became the first women to ever open a football agency. Um, and They invited us to the Argentina and Nigeria game, which was the only messy goal of the entire World Cup. And one of the craziest games I had seen live in my entire life. Um, and during that time, I was actually starting to raise my family and friends round. So like raise some funds to kind of get started. And it was really hard. I would have, I heard like 47 no's by then, including my parents, my siblings, my best friends. It was really hard. Um, and at that specific match, I met the first person that really believed in me. 
and it was really random. There was a dinner before the match hosted by FIFA. We sat down at a table and we had moved around so many times because my mother didn't like any of the tables. And we ended up in this specific one with a family and it was a man with his wife and two little kids. Um, and little did I know he was a very famous Silicon Valley entrepreneur that had built multiple companies that has sold many of them to, um, that had invested in over 200 different deals at an angel level. So, and when he said all of that, I'm like, oh my God, I need to pitch him Gloria. Like, this is my time, like right here in front of Argentina and Nigeria, where we were playing the group phase. Like, I don't like, I have to do it now. So I took 10 minutes and like, I took him on the side and I, I started talking about Gloria and like about, I'd say maybe six, seven minutes in, he's like, okay, I want to invest. And I was like, what? No, like, let me send you the paperwork and the deck. Like my heart had been broken so many times. And he's like, I don't, he told me this thing. I'm never going to forget. He said, I don't invest in decks. I invest in people. And I think that you have the right heart to do this. Come see me in San Francisco. So two weeks later, I went from St. Petersburg back to Miami, from Miami back to all the way to San Francisco to, to see him. And, and that was it. When I saw him the first time, I was like, I need to move here. This is where everything is happening in the technology world. And if I want people like him to help me, I need to be close to them physically. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my little story. <laughs> I, I think, I think I see what he saw because you, you have this brightness on intrinsic motivation and your passion. And I feel like also from your experience and like the challenges that you had, it was a critical point, you know, in your career. And what it's very interesting is that for me, what I, what I see about your story is that the answers to the problems we face may be hidden in plain sight. Maybe you just needed to go talk to, to, to this guy. And, and then here we are. It's, it's just about, you know, taking action and, and being present in the moment. Instead of maybe choosing that, that table, if you would have gone the other way, maybe who knows where you would be right now. And I also want to know, what are some of the lessons you've learned from building Gloria in Silicon Valley? And why do you think they are, these lessons are essential? First lesson, find yourself a partner as good as mine. I, I have a co-founder that I, I learn from every day that surprises me every day with something new. I mean, his brilliance is out of this world. I always say he's the brains, I am the passion. Um, so I think that having him on this journey has changed everything. It's so much easier when you're sharing it with someone else. Uh, we're true partners at every level. And, 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 and I think that, you know, for any person trying to change the world in any kind of way, even if it's small, having a partner in crime makes it so much easier. So that's 100% the first, uh, the first big lesson. The second big lesson is, is rejection. Um, you know, when you're raising money in Silicon Valley, you're competing with some of the best entrepreneurs in the world. You're competing with the best startups and the best ideas and people are trying to cure cancer and they're trying to go to space and they're trying to like do all these crazy things. And here you come with your little idea about football and people don't know anything about football in the United States. And 
it's it's daunting. It's really daunting. And we heard so many no's before we heard our first yes. And it was so hard at the beginning. Rejection for me was so personal. It was like, why don't, like, I'm pouring my heart and my, my life. I'm telling you everything I've done so far to get to this moment to tell you about my idea. And you're like, no, I'm not interested. So I think that that now you know having been in it for 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 a couple of years, even maybe a bit less than that, I I've learned how to deal with rejection in the best of ways, and it's always to me it's it's one more step on the ladder to building your dream, right? Like they when they tell you no, they will tell you why they're saying no, right? Or if they don't, you should definitely ask why, and that will make you think about your business in a different way. And you're going to start covering all the holes that you maybe don't think about. So I always say this to entrepreneurs, you know, even if you're not thinking of raising capital, go and do it. Try it out because you will learn more about your business than you could ever imagine. Um, so that's definitely my second lesson. And my third lesson, and it might sound cliche, but enjoy the journey, man. Like it's, this is, to me, it was always thinking about the next thing, always like, okay, when the app has millions of people and this and the other, and, and I was missing out on the small little joys of, hey, I got to speak with an amazing investor that built like freaking Instagram yesterday. And I get to work with, you know, Alexis, who built one of the best websites in the world. And, and that is such a privilege at the end of the day. And it's about those moments and not about like the end goal. So that would be my third and final lesson. Wow, it really sounds like, the number of new experiences and the number of new challenges actually push you further and you go higher with those challenges, right? It's like, uh, it's challenge boosts you further, which is amazing. I think there's something very special about Silicon Valley that you can't really replicate in anywhere else. And I think that's part of like the essence, which is, which is quite amazing. And I hope one day I, I, I get to uh, have the experience of, you know, uh, something similar. <laughs> And you're we'll what you're doing. You. We'll you. <laughs> Even I must say that that this whole the pandemic has changed things a lot. You know, I don't think Silicon Valley will be Silicon Valley uh, the way that it is in a year or so from now. A lot of people are leaving because it's very expensive to live in San Francisco and and a lot of the big companies are not expecting people to be in their actual offices. So people are working from home from different places around the US and and I think that's going to really change the vibe and the energy the city has. Um, but it's definitely helped a lot. I mean, I, I've been inspired by people that really changed the world on a daily basis. And I had the chance and pleasure of meeting them. And I think that that, you know, made a difference in my journey for sure. That's, that's fantastic. I, I really like what you said. And my last question for you, Victoire, is a very personal one. If you would have a billboard that millions of people would see every day what would you write on it and why that is a great question it's basically what do you stand for what what is it what what's your core value that you believe in and if you could communicate it to millions and millions of people tomorrow what what would it be we're all the same that's what it would be we're all the same and and why why would you write those exact words? Because we are, because that's, that's what has guided me my entire life. I think that every single human being that is born into this world is the same exact as the one next to it. 
And I think football has done an incredible job to show that anyone can make it. And, and you see the best players in this world came from nothing. And the idea is to, to keep that in mind whenever you're dealing with someone, whenever you're thinking of giving an opportunity to someone. And I speak for women, I speak for people of color, I speak of minorities, people that are immigrants like myself. Um, we're all the same. We're all humans at the end of the day. And that's, that's the, the most important thing. I love that. It's very inspiring and thank you for sharing. I think that's a great place to end our short conversation. I want to thank you personally for sharing your inspiring story on today's Halftime Snack. I was delighted to have the chance to speak to you. It was great to have you on the show and it was, it was so much fun. Well, thank you. Let's repeat it. Let's do it again. <laughs> Before you leave, I want to thank you for listening. To hear this or any other halftime snack, check out the full archive on my website, which you can find on the show notes. See you next week!